This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Biden administration is looking to make government services more inclusive for transgender people. New legislation looks to slow down the growing amount of improper payments by agencies. And another new bill hopes to save agencies money while still keeping the lights on. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The White House wants to boost inclusion for transgender people in federal services. The fiscal 2023 budget request includes $10 million to improve transgender visibility in the Census Bureau. The White House also wants to expand data on gender at the Department of Health and Human Services. Along with that, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission will add more gender identification options for those filing discrimination charges. The administration's new plans to support transgender Americans center on improving customer experience, a key priority in the president's management agenda. President Biden's Postal Service nominees envision sweeping reforms at that agency. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more. The former head of the General Services Administration, Dan Tangerlini, and Derek Kahn, a former deputy director of the Office of Management and Budget, tell the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee will take a closer look at Congress's top priorities for the agency. That includes its next-generation delivery vehicle fleet and how many electric vehicles USPS plans to buy. Tangolini says USPS needs to ensure it has the resources to spend on charging infrastructure in order to make electric vehicles a major part of its new fleet. The biggest pitfall in any long-standing procurement is rushing too fast ahead and getting ahead of the capability of the organization. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly will introduce legislation to tackle the rising number of improper payments in government. Agencies estimate that the improper payment rate across government was 7.2% for fiscal 2021, equaling $281 billion. That's the highest amount in close to 20 years. Connolly's bill would create an oversight office to help agencies struggling with improper payments and make corrections. Connolly says using high-quality data and modern IT infrastructure are key to ensuring that government dollars go to the right place. The leadership on the House Modernization Committee introduced a bill that would make agencies take recommendations from the Government Accountability Office more seriously. The Improving Government for America's Taxpayers Act from Congressman Derek Kilmer and William Timmons would require GAO to consolidate its most urgent but unmet recommendations into one report for congressional leaders. In this report, GAO would include how long its priority recommendations have gone unfulfilled and the estimated cost savings agencies would achieve by implementing them. The bill's co-sponsors include the leadership of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. A bill requiring more energy-efficient lighting in federal buildings passes the Senate. The Bright Act requires the General Services Administration to install the most cost-effective and energy-efficient lights at federal buildings as part of routine maintenance. GSA estimates switching agencies to LED light bulbs would result in millions of dollars in cost savings. Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee Chairman Gary Peters and Investigation Subcommittee Ranking Member Ron Johnson introduced the bill. It now heads to the House for consideration. GSA is moving some senior leaders into new positions. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the exclusive details. GSA is shuffling their senior executives who lead the offices in the Federal Acquisition Service. In a memo obtained by Federal News Network, FAS Commissioner Sonny Hashmi outlined five personnel moves as part of his approach to improving customer experience. Among the changes, 
Hashmi transferred Irv Kohler from customer and stakeholder engagement to lead the Office of General Supplies and Services. Charlotte Phelan takes over for Crystal Philcox to lead the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management. And Bob Noonan will be the Senior Advisor for Workplace Programs. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A former Deputy Defense Secretary is set to take over leadership of one of the biggest government trade associations. The National Defense Industrial Association says it's hired David Norquist as its next president and CEO. He'll replace Hawk Carlisle, a retired Air Force general who's led NDAA since 2017. Norquist served as DOD's comptroller before taking on the Deputy Secretary job and served briefly as the Acting Defense Secretary during the transition to the Biden administration. The Air Force says it's going to be a long time before its pilot shortage problem is fixed. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force says it could be 20 years or more before it feels like it has its pilot shortage issue under control. The service is currently down about 1,600 pilots, most of them fighter pilots. That's an improvement from last year when it was down 1,900. Part of the issue is that the Air Force can't train enough pilots to meet the current need. The service hopes to have the capability to train 1,500 pilots annually within the next couple years. Officials say that will put the Air Force on a more sustainable path. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Defense Logistics Agency is now the Defense Department's main printing services provider. All DOD components, except for a few exceptions, must now purchase services through the DLA. The Pentagon says the money may save tens of millions of dollars a year. The DLA will print everything from brochures to gun range targets. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is looking for some help managing government websites. CISA is conducting market research on domain name system services for .gov. CISA is conducting market research on domain name system services for .gov. The agency plans to release a solicitation in late spring or early summer. The .gov Act of 2020 puts CISA in charge of the .gov space. It currently includes 7,300 domains, and CISA anticipates .gov use will grow 20% annually over the next few years. Congress looks to make a dent in a massive backlog of veterans' records requests. Here's Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday with more. The Access for Veterans Records Act would authorize $60 million for the National Archives and Records Administration to address the logjam at the National Personnel Records Center. The legislation was introduced this week by members of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. The backlog at the Records Center currently stands at about 600,000 requests. Delays can make it harder for veterans to access essential services like health care and housing. The new bill is aimed at ensuring NARA improves response times and digitizes paper records. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. And a former employee of the National Security Agency is facing charges of allegedly downloading and emailing classified and top secret data to his personal email and to another individual. The Justice Department says Mark Unkenholtz of Hanover, Maryland, sent classified information to a person who was not authorized to handle such documents on 13 occasions between 2018 and 2020. If convicted, Unkenholtz faces a maximum sentence of 10 years in jail for each of the 13 counts of willful transmission of classified data and a maximum of 10 years in jail for each of the 13 counts of willful retention of classified data. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.